0: Welcome to Highland Objects, podcasts that take you on a cultural tour of the Highlands and Islands of Scotland. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Highland Objects or visit the website islandobjects.wordpress.com. Podcast 10 The George Bain Celtic Design Bowl. Imagine a winter night on the shores of Loch Ness. It's the late 1940s as we turn up the drive leading up to Kilmore Mance. The trees that line the driveway are deeper black against the black of the sky, and beyond them the frost is forming on the grass, as we step up to knock at the door of George and Jessie Bain, newly retired to Jessie's home village of Drumnadrochit. The door is opened in a trumpet blast of light, warmth and colour, Inside, the oil lamps are on and the fire is burning, casting warm light over bright furnishings and a hive of activity. Jessie Bain sits on one side of the fire, embroidering a table runner with an intricate interlaced design. Opposite, her daughter Claire is hooking a rug in a design featuring cheerful pink, green and blue spirals. George Bain comes through from his study to greet us carefully shutting the door on a scale design for his latest Celtic design carpet laid out on the floor. This is the home of George Bain, Celtic artist, educator and champion of Celtic art for all, where he and his family are living his vision for a modern, creative Celtic art. The glorious colours and patterns of the scene are dazzling and overwhelming after the monochrome of the night outside. I feel like a toddler caught in a bright toy shop, Unable to decide where to turn and what to look at first. Until my eye is caught by a splash of deep blue and gold on a table. A brightly painted bowl decorated inside and out with Celtic knots and interlaced birds. Hello, I'm Jo Clements and I am the George Bain Curator at Chrome House Museum. I have the great privilege of caring for the nationally significant George Bain collection of Celtic art and of being allowed to take time to imagine how people must have encountered Bain's work and what impact it had on them. Today, I'd like to share just one of the objects from the George Bain collection with you. The decorated bowl that I imagined encountering for the first time at George Bain's home at Kilmore Mance. But first, I should introduce you to the artists themselves. George Bain was an artist and educator who really opened up Celtic art to people of all artistic abilities, and right from school children to professional craftspeople. He was born in Caithness, right at the north of mainland Scotland in 1881, Um, but he mostly grew up in Edinburgh, where he trained as an illustrator producing images for books and magazines. He took a slightly zigzag route through art school in Edinburgh and London, um, including a hiatus during the First World War, but he eventually received his degree in 1915. Meanwhile, he'd started working as an art teacher, and in 1919, he moved to Kirkcaldy in Fife to become a principal art teacher, a job he continued until his retirement in 1946. At some point in the nineteen teens or the 1920s, Bain became interested in the early medieval art of Britain and Ireland, an interest that would soon become an obsession and eventually his vocation, and would lead to the creation of the fabulous Celtic design objects found in the George Bain collection today. So let's take a closer look at this bowl. The bowl is about 25 centimetres across And it's reasonably shallow. It sits about nine or ten centimetres tall. Um, It sits on a small pedestal and the sides begin to curve back in just before the rim so that its widest point is just a little bit below the rim. The outside of the bowl is painted a rich yellow, the colour of golden gorse flowers. And the rim is decorated with a border of birds with alternating gold, and faded crimson heads and wing bars in a rather gaudy blue, green, gold and orange stripes. Although their wings and tails mark them clearly out as birds, there is no sense that they might fly away. And These birds are marching in line forever around the rim between train tracks of indigo blue. And they couldn't fly away even if they wanted to, because each has its neck entwined with the long feathers of the wing of the bird in front, and each holds the foot of the bird in front, fast in its beak. The birds gaze somewhat balefully out from the rim of the bowl, and as well they might. Their ancestors have been marching nose to tail, beak to foot for more than a millennium. So if we take a look at the inside of the bowl, And we can see that this picks up on the gold and crimson of the bird's necks in this all over interlaced pattern on a deep, rich blue background. And if we look carefully, we can see that the design is made of two ribbons, one gold and one crimson. And if we follow them starting from one of the four compact pointed heart-shaped knots at the center of the bowl, we can see that the golden ribbon orbits outwards towards the rim where it smoothly swoops and dives to tie itself into a larger, looser overhand knot. The strand then begins its descent back to the centre of the bowl, pausing en route for a loop the loop over the outwards path of its adjacent knot before plunging into the heart-shaped knot opposite where it started. And then around this winds the crimson ribbon, also tied into loose overhand knots at the rim and taking the loop the loop on the descent, but then taking a second and a third loop the loop each time to form a ring of smooth S shapes around the pointed hearts of the golden ribbon at the centre of the design. After a long career as an art teacher honing his methods of construction on his students, in 1946 George Bain retired to Drumna on the shores of Loch Ness, to the house in which we began this podcast. Here he aimed to expand his mission by creating a College of Celtic Cultures. His vision for the college was threefold. He wanted people to be able to gain personal artistic satisfaction, He wanted to show that Scotland had a national art worthy of a place on the European stage. And he also wanted to stimulate the Highland economy through the sale of distinctive high-quality Celtic artwork. Pictures from the late 1940s show students at work at the college. A nurse in uniform sits in the sunshine embroidering a cloth. Inside, a woodworker carves a spiral design, not unlike the Shandwick stone which is not many miles away on the Talbot Peninsula. And Bain and his pupils are pictured gathered round a blackboard to discuss the construction of the central spiral design of the Abilemno Cross. On page 159 of my copy of Celtic Art, The Methods of Construction, there is a really fabulous picture of a whole variety of Celtic crafts, everything from large rugs to napkin rings via embroidered cushions and knitted cardigans. And these were all made by George Bain and his pupils at the college. And it's quite bewildering and dazzling, as I imagined George Bain's house. And there, centre stage, is our bowl, made by either George Bain or one of his pupils. But either way, a testament to Bain's passion and vocation for bringing Celtic art to everyone. And a really beautiful object that I feel privileged to care for at Grome House, a short step away from Drum the Rocket, amongst some of the Pictish stones that so inspired George Bain, and where we aim to present his collection to the world to inspire others. Highland Objects is brought to you by Expo North Heritage, which is supported by Museums and Heritage Highland, Museums Gallery Scotland, Creative Scotland, Highlands and Islands Enterprise and Historic Environment Scotland.